Welcome to the Televerse, streaming in place. Avatar, The Last Airbender. Hello everybody and welcome back to Streaming in Place. Today we are talking about Avatar, The Last Airbender, Book 3, Fire, Episodes 10 and 11, uh, The Day of Black Sun, uh, Part 1, The Invasion, and Part 2, The Eclipse. So um, we should start with the news that has been rocketing around the Twitter sphere today. Korra is coming to, to Netflix in the middle of August, August 12th. So we are, I mean, I haven't talked to Noel and Allison, but I feel confident saying we're going to do Korra, yeah. just not immediately, but we will get there. I, I can't wait to watch the show the way it was intended, which is all at once as opposed to almost all at once. <laughs> um, the production for that show nightmare and i can't wait to tell everyone about it again because it was a goddamn nightmare <laughs> i'm uh preparing in advance for this conversation it was so bad it was only supposed to be one season and then nickelodeon went what about another season and then went what about two more seasons on top of that can oh you boy. do all that within the span of like three years and everyone went no but I guess yes. Yes, we will. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's the production for that show is a nightmare. Um and just the ways in which it aired were a nightmare. So um yeah, no, I can't wait to talk about it with you all. Because yeah. it's a it's an interesting show. It's very much its own beast. So So the let, let's I guess let the listeners in on the plan. The plan currently is to finish out Avatar next week. We'll do our end of season three and I guess end of the series conversation on next week, Tuesday. And then we have about six days. So we're like, what can we do for six days? Let's watch a very English scandal, which is on Amazon Prime. There are six Mm -hmm. episodes. So we're going to do the first two episodes for the first day and then one per day and then do a wrap up. And then after that, we're going to do Lucifer season four. One episode per day um, with a season four wrap up and then go right into Lucifer season five, one a day, which I know for the Lucy fans will be difficult. So you feel free to watch ahead and just know that, you know, we're going to stay one episode a day here at Streaming Place. And then after all of that, we were going to do Galavant, but maybe now we'll do Korra instead. So we'll figure it out. So something like that. That's our timetable. That's what we're thinking for now. So. I'm so excited. You know what I'm especially excited about? I'm excited to be the one who's actually seen it. <laughs> yeah, right? Because no um, and I have not seen a very English scandal. And I have, no. and I love it. Um, so does Allison take over, like, hosting? I, I she get to do the intro? I feel like she should. Well, I don't know about, I I'm not going to make you do the editing, but if you want to, you're more than welcome. Hold on, hold on, let me practice. Welcome to Streaming in Place. <laughs> I'm Kate Kulzik. No, I'm not. Nah. No, you're not. That, um, feels, that no, feels very strange. That just felt that just felt wrong. Um, but I'm really excited to talk about this show, which I didn't get to write about when it was released, but which was one of my favorite TV shows of the year, the year it came out. Um, it's got a bunch of really amazing performances. It's extremely British, which I know will appeal to some of you. Um, and Ben Wishaw smiles a lot with cute hair. Oh, that's good. <laughs> Which That's is good. just like, we all need that. So it's yeah. like intense and dark and, you know, there's this scandal and it's very English. But um, but it's also just really clever and sharply written with some, like I said, great performances. So can't wait to talk about it. 
Just a little different from Avatar and also Lucifer. <laughs> oh, yeah. Definitely. It's um, it's a very, very different kettle of fish, as Avatar and Lucifer are. Mm-hmm. So um, we're definitely, we're for sure leaving the, like, very broad genre world into which you could place both Lucifer and Avatar, which it'd have to be a really big tent, but you could do it. <laughs> um, there is no universe where a very English scandal sits in that tent. So yeah. it's going to be fun. Can't wait. Well, today, like I said, we're talking about the Day of Black Sun. And uh, obviously, I'm going to throw it to you first, Allison. Um, We have our big invasion. And what did you think? Oh, it was so stressful. I mean, I was thinking about it before we started recording. And I just, you know, sometimes as a critic, you like, great, I know exactly what I'm going to say about this, 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 and this. Uh, and sometimes the, if something is really, really good, that happens frequently. If something is really bad, it happens frequently. Stuff in the middle is sometimes harder to write about. But every once in a while, there's something where I get to the end of it and I'm like, I don't know what to fucking say about that. I just watched it. <laughs> like, I just, I was just a person watching television and I was totally captivated. And it's, I'm having a hard time switching on the critical thinking part of my brain because I was not reflecting in that way as I was watching it all. I was just riveted, um, which is great. It's, I mean, it's a great experience, but I just, I feel like maybe I'm going to let you guys down <laughs> um, because my comments are like, wow, holy crap. <laughs> that was really intense and stressful. And oh, all my poor babies. I kept going like, oh, Sokka, you poor baby. <laughs> oh, Katara, you poor baby. Um, so I, so we'll see if I get any more thoughtful as the conversation progresses. Because right now I'm still basically a string of emotions. I'm just like, oh, my God, Appa has his armor. Oh, wow. This is everything. <laughs> the scales were wow. worth it. Azula <laughs> always lies. What is Zuko doing to his hair? Aang shaving his head. I just like was overwhelmed and delighted and terrified. And um, and I'm very excited to dig into it, but I might be mostly useless today. <laughs> Noel, how was it to you? It's still really, really good. Um, this is just such a spectacle of like a duo of episodes, both like the first episode is just wall to wall action. Um, and it's great. You get plenty of like cool stuff. I mean, actual caterpillar tanks. Oh, those are so cool. They're so cool. <laughs> They're so cool. Um, They're so cool. And, and what a genius design. Yeah. Um, so there's just a lot of really great stuff, especially in that first part. And, the one thing I do want to like before we really start digging in is we need to talk about Ming real quick. The guard who gives Iroh the extra bowl of rice and everything voiced by a huge fan of the show campaign to get on the show. Tennis star, Serena Williams. What? Yes. <laughs> no, that's not real. It is very, very real. That, that is, is, that is Serena so Williams. cool. That's so cool. Serena yeah. Williams. Serena Williams loves the show. Like, oh my gosh. Yeah. That's so cool. With when things are, like, recorded and everything, that's an early adapter. That's not someone who came to it later, but, like, you know. Yeah. It's someone who watched season one and went, can I be in the show? And they went, yes, because you're Serena Williams. (laughs) (laughs) That's (sighs) nuts. Oh, that's so cool. So is that a wrap on Ming? It's the one appearance of Serena Williams? Well, somebody, it was very gratifying that someone somewhere was being nice to Iroh. And I especially appreciated that he had to be like, 
wink, wink. <laughs> you <laughs> shouldn't be here. You Man, you're great, lamb. You're not not great on the uptake, are you? <laughs> wink, <No>. wink. <laughs> Amazing. That's so oh, cool. Man. Yeah. yeah, no. So I, I figured I figured that everyone would get a kick out of it, which also based on the chat, they did. They did. So I'm very happy about that. Um, yeah, no. So she, yeah, no. Like Kate said, had to have watched the show like in season one and went, can I be on it? Because otherwise, there's no time to be on it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah. So all of that aside, um, I really, again, these episodes are both really good. Uh, the first episode, I think, in particular, is really really strong because you get to enjoy all the people coming back from the previous two seasons in really fun ways without it feeling like fan service, which is a really easy thing for that to fall into. But here you get the swap vendors, you get Haru with his mustache. Um, <laughs> you get, you get, the, you get the boulder. The boulder. The boulder. Yeah. It ha- you have to tail. say it, you yeah. know, you can't yeah. just not say the boulder. You can't. Yeah, it, you can't. Yeah, it's like it's trying just to say David instead of David Lee on The Good Wife. It yeah. just sounds wrong. Yeah, <laughs> that's so um, funny. I thought you were gonna say it's <laughs> it's hard to not to just say David and not you, David. David. So like, um, <laughs> we've got different association associations. We do have different associations. Um, <laughs> so you get all like these folks who come back, then whom all kind of get like a little moment to shine a little bit, um, even if it's just to sort of be a joke about a mustache. Um, but I think it's all works really, really well in terms of everyone's got a little bit of a role to play, but it's also just delightful to see these folks again and to see the positive impact that team avatars had up to this point in the show and to have it kind of paid back in a way of like, all right, you kids have figured out this invasion at this perfect time. Everyone's going to come and you've had a good impact. And here's how it's going to get rewarded with all of them getting captured um which is just delightful um so it's fun there's a lot of like cool stuff in it and so kind of like with allison i think that most of what i feel is just joy especially in the first episode i think there's a lot more to unpack in the eclipse um but with um the invasion it's just it's just a lot of fun it's just fun because then you just get the submarines of we can use waterbenders to do submarines you still have to come up for air but the entire thing basically works. <laughs> Sokka's diagram. It <laughs> was such a good joke. Sokka's diagram. Oh, bless his perfect heart. How is it possible that I love that little turd so much? Oh, the days when your mom used to say Sokka, Sokka, Kate. They seem so far away. Oh, God. Um, yeah, so... Kate, how did this play for you? And how did this play, like, overall in the Kulzik Bunker, considering, A, it's a very Sokka-driven, especially the first episode is very Sokka-driven. The first episode is, second episode is a little bit as well. But also, your dad gets a call it? <laughs> yeah, yes. Um, the This one went well, went over well. The, the, so the winner so far has been the Puppet Master, which got a, that was really good after we finished it. Um, <laughs> but it, this episode did go over well. And I think it's because it really does, it, it captures the energy of a finale in a good way. Like bringing back all, all the people is a really 
smart move because then it gives it the feel of like the finale and the the big climactic battle. This is what's going to put them over the top. If it was just our team, it wouldn't feel that way. It'd be like, well, now here's when they're going to get close, but not actually succeed because there's still 10 more episodes. Um, and because they brought back the Swap Penders, because they brought back Haru, because they brought back all these different people, because they brought back the Boulder, um, it really did have that, like... They brought back who? Oh, the Boulder. There we go. It's not... Sorry. Yeah, it's I. It's not my full mic. But um, it had that... The Boulder! There the we Boulder. go. The <laughs> Boulder! So delightful. Um, it, it, it had that feeling of... Um, significance and this is like like very special episode this is not a standard like skirmish with the fire nation and that distracts you enough that uh when you're watching it the first time i feel like it's very easy to not go this is way too easy this is way too easy because it's so cool everything they're doing is so cool and because they don't tell you anything that they're doing until you see it, they don't tell it. Like we don't hear about the plans for, oh, I got a great idea. And then he shows the picture, right? They, they could have done that in some of the previous episodes. And like, like that's why he's got a Hawk, right? That's why we did the whole Hawk thing so that he could send a message to the, to the mechanist so that, so, so that we could do that, the subs and everything and have it be Sokka's idea. Um, but they didn't, you know, they let it all be a surprise for, for this so that when you're busy going, those caterpillar tanks are amazing. They're so cool. Or the subs or the air bubble around Appa, um, who is surprisingly very, you'd think he'd be a little traumatized about swimming underwater. What with the whole frozen for a hundred years thing, but man's, the Appa's a champ. Absolutely a champ. Um, but, uh, it's so easy to see and be wowed by everything that they're doing. And so impressed with what they're doing that you don't feel the sense of like, okay, but guys, but really somebody should be dead. (laughs) Um, That, uh, you know, this show is honest enough to at least start to engage with. Um, Yeah. So, so I think the, especially the first part is really exhilarating and fun and then the second half, when you start to realize what's happening, it gets to a lot more um, character stuff. And yeah, I'm looking forward to what comes next. I'm so I'm so excited for pretty much all of these epi- episodes coming forward. There's at least one episode each day that I'm very excited to talk about. Um, so yeah, it's going to be fun. But we got a bunch of comments to, to get to. But first, uh, Allison and Noel, um, what 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 did you most connect to in in the first episode? What part of the the battle were you most ex- excited about? Oh, Noel, you go first. Sure. So I really like the Water Tribe armor, uh, which was a rejected toy um, idea. Um, they were constant. The uh, Nickelodeon like production for arm for the toy stuff was constantly harassing them for toy stuff um that this show just actively avoided but they sent them like some water tribe armor type of concept art that they just decided wasn't going to be like practical on a toy level to do so they used it for this uh which is a great story that i love uh so i think all of that's really good but i also just I like watching the kids, uh, Katara and Sokka, get to work with their dad, which I think is really, really great. And yeah, it's just, it's all really well staged and it's really exciting. And But I think like the best part and probably the most relevant part to our current day 
pants are an illusion. As is death. As is death, but pants are an illusion. The um, I love that the, I loved that line, and I specifically loved that they did both of them because mm-hmm. it's like starts out as like let's make fun of the swamp people again, and yeah. then it goes to no, he's very philosophical. This is not yeah. just you know like there is it it is all things. Yes, he's silly, and also he's musing on the you know the the fleeting nature of life and death. Yeah, but we do also need to talk about. Um, the surprise kiss. Mm-hmm. So I still don't ship it, but you know, yeah, no. that's good on your show. You're trying. Yeah. Trying so hard to make that happen. <laughs> Allison, how do you feel? I still don't ship it, but I think they pulled it off pretty well. You know, like it, all of the, the mechanics of it worked um, in terms of like what moments like that usually look like and an epic. Um And it certainly sort of gave a little jolt of adrenaline to the beginning of the invasion and, or I guess the midpoint of the invasion. Um, So it was, you know, not the, not the most interesting thing about the episode, but uh, I have a soft spot for any time an animated character blushes. Um, Like I just, it's impossible not to love. So I've got to get you to watch some more shoujo anime then, because it's just all blushing all the time. Let's do it. I love a good blush. I love a good blush. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, you know, I'm not sure in the first part what resonated the most with me. I certainly connected, as I so often do inexplicably, to Sokka's storyline. Um, you can see how it is that some, especially someone that age, but anyone really, would feel like, oh, I did all this work and, and then I blew it at the last moment instead of I did all of this work and now we're doing it and the... And like, oh, no, I wasn't a very good public speaker for five minutes, although it was very funny when he went all the way back to the beginning of the show. Um, It was just really it was really good. It reminded me a lot of the gag in the first season of Crazy Ex-Girlfriend where um, Paula and her husband uh, speak the theme song out loud, like three quarters of the way into the episode. And then we get the title card. Um, It it just it was very funny, but um, you can see how he would see himself as having failed while everyone else like, well, no, of course not. <laughs> like this is an incredible accomplishment. Um, so I, and I think that sets up the second episode really nicely. I was not expecting it to be largely Sokka driven in terms of its emotional arc, um, but I'm here for it. It really worked. Hmm. Um, we have a bunch of comments to get to. Um, so first up, uh, Keenan says, uh, this is, you know, very superficial and all, but as someone who has shaved, once shaved her head and dealt with the grow back, uh, Aang's has been flawlessly animated. I was kind of sad. His fuzzy hair is gone. Um, yes. And when he, when he, when he went to, sh- to shave, I was like, okay, yes, he needs to, this is part of his, like, this is how he prefers to wear his hair. Or to, to not. And this is part of his heritage. And this is very important to him. But also I think he looks better with the hair. <laughs> I was like. No it's not about that Kate. Be cool. Be cool. So I think it's cool new robes too. Which yeah. just looks so good. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like the uh, Air Nomad. Like corner of the design. Like mm-hmm. like plans was like. Hey Fire Nation thinks they're so cool. With the, with the season 3 glow up. We're going to show them what the Air Nomads can do. It looks, it looks very nice. Um, then we have uh, 
but uh, Marcus says, I got the Saving Private Ryan D-Day homage with a good deal of death, though. I, they did do the uh, G.I. Joe, make sure that we see the Fire Nation people fleeing out of the, like, the parapets or whatever um, before they get blowed up. Uh, we see uh, Keenan says, Sokka, my beloved son, all my sweet and perfect children, giving his presentation. Abba! Uh, um, and about Serena Williams. That's the coolest fucking thing. Um, the the presentation was really really good i was a big fan of it um we see uh keenan was also thrilled beyond all reason to see the boulder and it raised the stakes through the stratosphere because then i was worried about all of my friends um diego says they've been the scrappy rebels for so long it was great to see them be badass with enough people and tools to put up a good fight which is a good point um and Marcus says, I don't understand how they fit that large of an army in those five small subs. Don't think about it. Because <laughs> <laughs> they shouldn't have been able to. Um, and, oh, an important shipping update. Marcus does not ship it. Uh, Keenan sh- ships them as friends slash soulmates, but not as romance soulmates. And Diego says, I'll be the, lo- the dissenting voice. I kind of like it. It's definitely more of a teen crush than an actual romance, but still cute. Absolutely agree. Um, Marcus says, I feel like Sokka is a better tactician rather than a speaker. Absolutely. Uh, and Keenan says, Azula keeps Suki in her back, keeps Suki in her back pocket to use to torment uh, Sokka. And that was devastating. Um, yeah, she's very smart. She's a liar and she's smart and a, and a very capable liar, as we learned. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, let's talk about let's talk about the eclipse. Mm-hmm. Um, uh-huh. Allison, where do you want to start? Do you want to start with those cool Captain Cold Eclipse glasses? Oh my god. First of all, I laughed so hard and with such glee because it it was a very potent reminder that this is airing on this children's network, so they absolutely have to be responsible and everybody has to wear eclipse glasses. All the all our friends and then you just stare just stare right at it. All of our friends wear eclipse glasses. So kids, please wear eclipse glasses. It was adorable. Um I loved it so much. Uh I think I want to start with something I don't know that I would call it minor, but one of the the few critical thoughts that I had while I was just like, ah, through the entire episode, which is that I think it was really smart if you could see it coming a mile away for them to wound dad, because I would have otherwise spent the entire second episode wondering when Katara was going to start bloodbending, <laughs> um, which I... I mean, will she ever? Probably not. It's terrifying, but maybe. However, in two episodes from now, I will not be constantly thinking about whether or not Katara feels the pressure to turn to bloodbending uh, because we'll have some distance. But coming so close on the heels of the Puppet Master, if she had gone down there to that fight with Azula, that I, it's all I would have been thinking about is this is obviously really bad, so is she going to start bloodbending? But by making a situation where it was really important for her to use her healing skills, they sort of took that off the board. Um, and I guess kind of nerfed her, right? Like, I just, I think it was really, really smart. While I'm, the whole time that fight uh, in the tunnels was happening, I, like Sokka, was really glad that they added Toph to the team. Um, <laughs> uh, because, gee, I think maybe her skills came in handy. But, um, I kept thinking like, wow, it really seems like it would be useful to have Katara here right now. And then sort of realized that I would have thought about nothing else. 
Um, is th- is that something? Am I right to be wondering about guitar and bloodbending? Well, I think that it, they do a good job of staging it like this, you know, so that they that you might be thinking about it, but it doesn't come up in the narrative because they need to lose and they need to eventually win. Theoretically, right? It's on Nickelodeon, so they, we need something that is going when we actually have the end of season battle something that's different and so the fact that they don't have the whole team together here i think lets us then at the end of when when we do have another kind of confrontation i don't think that's a spoiler say there will be another confrontation you don't say we'll actually see all of them together in the comet is still coming the The comet is coming yes so uh Marcus is razzing me and it's appreciate. Um I I appreciate and enjoy your sarcasm, Marcus. Um the so, so regardless of the bloodbending of it all, I do agree that it's smart to have a, a good reason that she is not down there with them so that um they aren't it doesn't feel either like we're nerfing them for no reason or that um if they couldn't win this, how are they possibly going to win later? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. Um other than that, I mean, like I said, I was just, I, there was a lot to get into. I'm excited to revisit this one when we talk about the series as a whole at the end of this, uh, because I have a feeling that I'm going to revisit it and have some more critical thoughts. Um, but it just, all of the pieces work together, the mounting dread and all of the little things that they've learned and all the pieces that you thought they forgot sort of all converged together. And I, and I think it was really great. I could somehow, I could never have predicted that the useful thing with the eclipse was going to be Zuko's confrontation with his terrible father. Now it feels like I absolutely should have seen that coming because it's not like the eclipse was just not going to matter, but it, I just somehow didn't see it. And when he, when that blue lightning shot for him, Tom and I both yelled, redirect the lightning! And it was so great. Um, it was the coolest. So, uh, yeah, I basically was just along for the ride the whole time. And, um, wow, it was really intense. I feel like Toph has been underserved this season. So I really enjoyed seeing her shine so much in this and like for her to really just be amazing that this whole sequence um because she got so much in the second season but this season i think they've given a lot more time to katara um and to Sokka, and so she's gotten a couple episodes but they haven't resonated in the same way so it was it was great to see her so um uh, integral to the team is there a particular Tov appreciation moment you have? Because I, well, I am, I, she was a gem the entire episode, but I am very partial to Sokka yelling that everyone needs to take cover. So Tov just makes cover. <laughs> um, and then like, it starts to, then the bombs and then it's, and she's like stabilizing. Oh, see, whereas my favorite Tov moment in this, and my, my notes literally say Tov is goat in this. Mm-hmm. Um, is when Azula like decides to be rude and be like, since you're blind, I'll tell you, I'm rolling my eyes. And then Toph replies, I'll roll your whole head. And it's just like, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> she will. Another thing that I should have seen coming, at least when I first watched it and didn't and absolutely loved was yes, all the, all of our here, our friends are back. Right. And so are the Dai Li. Like, yes. Saving that reveal. 
for for that part of it. It's like, and and I mean, it does it make sense for them to be in their robes? Not really, but you know, we're not going to animate new outfits for them. We want us <laughs> the audience to make that connection and seeing um, seeing the return of that their style of of like running along the walls and the animation style and like and just how they bend and everything was. It's like ugh, Azula on her own without powers is scary enough. <laughs> so after the eclipse with her abilities and then also with the daily it's um it's a really good surprise and leveling um moment that they saved for part two yeah no like they had to come up with new costumes for so many characters two daily can just be in their earth nation or earth kingdom <laughs> robes and we'll be okay um yeah just this episode i think is also good in how it scales back everything so we get a big thing in part one and then we really scale it down to two really kind of personal stories of where's ozai and zuko being like nope time to fulfill my destiny and here's how i'm gonna do it with a big you to dad (laughs) um and i really like how they find paralleling again in this episode with zulo using suki against um against Sokka, and then Ozai using Ursa against Zuko. And the ways in which that they very clearly draw a line between Ozai and Azula in that moment, even doing cross-cutting to make sure that it hits home really, really hard, is just really... It's really thoughtful. And again, the show just does such a good job of layering these kinds of parallels with characters and in unexpected ways like with this episode with Suki and Sokka because that's not where the paralleling typically happens but to do it then with Ozai and Zuko it's just it's solid it's really really good work and I really really like it and yeah and just everything else with Zuko I think works well in terms of him all these realizations come out and he's just like yeah, no. Yeah, it's it yeah, I'm I'm going to confront you during an eclipse and you can you can try to goad me about it as much as you want, but I've learned tactics from my grandfather, <laughs> my uncle. Who, oh, well, I my, guess my uncle, thank you. Yeah. Oh, wait, wait. Uncle. Are you talking about or are you thinking of the great grandfather who chose his moments? Uh, a little bit, but I was thinking of Iroh and oh, okay. my brain just yes, okay. sputtered. Um so I think it like I think it I think it just all nicely kind of works, but also because of like the state of everything right now, I kept thinking that Azula would be really good at ultimate tag. <laughs> just because she's really good at parkour, everyone. Yeah. She's real good at parkour. <laughs> yeah. And that's what we, as we've talked about on the regular televerse, that is and the thing you have to be good at to be good at ultimate tag. Um, Marcus says, were they trying to make the Ursa reveal surprising? Because it seemed obvious what had happened in the flashback. And yes, um, I, I agree. But I think the the thing that that wasn't clear for me from the flashback was that she um, had ch- chosen, that she knew that she would be banished and had ch- chosen to leave. As opposed to she was just on the run. Like, the the way that they phrased it to me, sound the way that was I phrased it, made it sound like, like, no, this is part of the deal. It's like, like, I know where she is. She's just banished, right? It's not like she's in hiding or something. That's a very different, like, 
I mean, it's just, it's an element, it's like a subtle element, but like, it's a very different feel than if she's hiding somewhere. Um, and, uh, I think that it's supposed to be obvious to us, but not to Zuko because he's, right. he's many things. He's not always the cleverest. <laughs> um, so, and, and he was a child and he's got plenty of other issues around his, um, abusive family, um, to deal with. So I think, I think now we should go to, I mean, unless we have anything else about Suki, how are oh, we feeling? I mean, I just need to express my distress. Yeah. And I want the show to know that I think that they assumed that we would forget about Suki and we did not. Mm-hmm. I, I remain extremely concerned and I was concerned before Azula dropped that bomb. God, she's the worst. <laughs> she is. She's the worst. She is very um, much the worst. So what did everyone think about the war blimps? <laughs> <laughs> yep. You you were just like, oh, they're just going to make some more war balloons. It'll be fine. And then they're just like, we have steampunk, steampunk blimps. Terrifying. <laughs> just terrifying. The show is really good at callbacks, whether it's like five minutes or two seasons. You know, I told you a bunch of things are going to start yep. coming back this season. It's great. I was not lying. No, you were not. <laughs> um, but but as we're mentioning, we skipped this in the discussion of the first episode. As we're mentioning the um, potency of callbacks, I do want to shout out the snack compartment, um, yes. which came in handy right away. It's yeah. <laughs> yeah. The um, Whenever we have, like, family outings that are, like, for example, when my, my sister studied abroad in Peru, she uh, uh, I went to, to visit her. And went to we went to Machu Picchu. So then when my she got married in Peru, my my whole family went and the family went to Machu Picchu. I was like, and we're gonna bring snacks. And nobody else is worried about this. Is like three hours into hiking around the Andes, you're gonna want snacks, right? <laughs> you know, like at the Women's March in DC, I was we're like, okay, we're gonna have our clear backpacks with water uh, water bottles. It's like, and we're gonna have some form of protein. <laughs> right? So going into about like when uh, they're like looking for when Ang was like. That compartment? I was like, you are going to be grateful for whatever is in there when you are, like, mid, like, battle with the Fire Nation. So, yeah. It was a funny callback, but I was also very, uh, I felt very uh, seen in that moment. <laughs> um, Keenan says the gliders are so effing cool, and I'm, and I'm glad, uh, so glad he has a new one. Yes, agreed. Keenan is worried about Suki. Uh, Marcus is less worried now than than he was in part one. Um, so the, th- the next thing I think we have to talk about is um, uh, is the Zuko stuff. So who else was just like very happy, just very happy that they went explicit with, oh, is he like your father? Yes, he is. Ira's my dad now. Bye. <laughs> but I love that they gave Zuko that clarity and um, watching him stand up and express himself so clearly and so forthrightly to his father, calling out his abuse and everything else. Um, I really like that we get that moment. Allison's nodding listeners. Yes. (laughs) Sorry. Yes. um, I agree. Uh, I like, there's a time for subtlety and ambiguity and sometimes you just got to say the thing. So it was a very gratifying scene, and I thought that um, the performances were really strong and smart. It was very scary, but like I said, that lightning redirect was quite a thrill. Um, And I I do not see happy times ahead for Zuko in the immediate, but I'm glad that he finally came to his senses. And I hope that 
word gets to Ira wherever he might be through the grapevine that um, that his son has made some decent choices for once. Yeah. And Mark Hamill's so good in that scene. Yeah. Speaking of performances. Because uh, this is the most I feel like we really get with Ozai being Ozai. Um, and one of the things I like is that while, yes, Hamill's kind of doing his Joker voice, it's in a raspier register than his Joker voice typically is. And so it feels very distinct. Um, and I really like that. While still being maniacal, while still being manipulative. Um, so it's still really, really good. And I really enjoy it. But yeah, all this stuff with Zuko. Um, I like how, especially how across both of these episodes, that the emptiness of everything around Zuko is never a giveaway to the whole thing of the palace city's empty. Uh, it's just, it just seems like Zuko's isolated, which works both on a thematic level, but also on a narrative level, which is just really good storytelling. And so watching that play out with him going here, there and everywhere, taking advantage of the fact that the city's almost certainly been evacuated in some fashion that, this was his moment, and he recognized that, just like Iroh did. Just like Iroh recognized that this was the moment to escape and scare the shit out of that guard. Oof, that mm-hmm. was so great. Oh, it's like nothing I'd ever seen before. It's just like, yeah, buddy, it isn't. It isn't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I, I just, it's really good. And I, my favorite bit, I think, is Zuko claiming a destiny for himself. Is the most important part about all of this. Is like, no. No, like I could, I could probably stop you. You're not armed, and the guards are off in their caverns. But that's that's not what I'm supposed to do, because what I want to do is atone. So I'm going to atone by teaching firebending to Aang. That's what I'm going to do, and that as like a self actual an agency moment basically is just so beautiful for a character who's lacked that sense of clarity for so long. Um, and now I'm just very, very excited for everyone to watch the ramifications of that realization of agency play out over the next few episodes because they're delightful. <laughs> um, the final thing I, I really have is that we should all consider ourselves quite lucky that we get to just go right into the next episode since the Invasion and Black Sun episode aired November 30th, 2007. And there isn't a new episode until July 15th, 2008. So it was eight months between this episode and the rest of the season. Oh, boy. Um, and they burned, they burned off the entire rest of the season across like four days um, in a big lead up to the four part finale. But it's just like it was eight months between this and the episodes we're going to discuss tomorrow. Holy cow. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, we, we should be very, very happy (laughs) that we don't have to wait eight months to go, wait, what's the Western Air Temple, which by the way, is my favorite air temple. It's so cool. I can't wait for everyone to see it tomorrow. Or in Allison's case, five minutes after, after we get done with the podcast. (laughs) Probably not today, but definitely (laughs) in the next couple hours. Marcus says, uh, given the invasion was the first episode with any real amount of dialogue from the new voice actor for Iroh, I thought he did a pretty good job of channeling Mako. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think it's I think it's passable. Um, it's there's a texture to Mako's voice that is just 
kind of really difficult to re replicate. But given the conditions that Iroh's been in, the sort of like breathier sort of approach that uh, Greg Baldwin has, I think kind of makes sense. Yeah, I, I felt about it the way I feel about when someone really good is doing the Kermit the Frog voice. Where you can That's a good comparison. you can still tell, but you appreciate how close it is. Yeah, um, yeah, that's sort of how I felt about it. That's such a good comparison, Allison. Well, really thank like you. <laughs> well, if anyone has any final thoughts, uh, throw them into the chat. Otherwise, Allison, tomorrow we are going to be talking about episodes twelve and thirteen, uh, the Western Air Temple and the Firebending Masters. So, thoughts. Ooh, the firebending masters. Yep. So I'm guessing maybe at the end of the next episode, we get both Zuko and Iroh with Team Avatar, and those are our firebending masters, plural. Um, the Western Air Temple is hard because, like, I already know that they're going to the Western Air Temple. Um, maybe while there, they'll find another air bison, and Appa will fall in love. <laughs> there we go that's my prediction very nice Diego says with the finale feel of these episodes it took me a second to realize oh yeah Aang hasn't mastered fire yet yeah yeah yep. he's not in balance yet so they can't win yeah he plus his chakra is blocked I'm very relieved to know that the avatar state is just blocked and not gone which is what I thought had happened that's good mm. news yeah Marcus says that was the most obvious reason it wasn't the finale yeah definitely so <sighs> Very excited. So, looking forward to our conversation tomorrow. Um, yes. I will not say anything else, because anything <laughs> I say else would... I want to say things that I think are spoilers, but they might be, so I won't. Um, looking forward to tomorrow, everyone. Thank you to Diego and Marcus and Keenan for hanging out with us today in the Zoom. Thank you, everyone, for listening. We'll be back tomorrow. Bye! Bye! Bye!